I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Hello and welcome to the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to visit futureself.com where you can get the one-page Future Self checklist as well as the full Future Self course and other amazing goodies. All of these are free at futureself.com. All you have to do is put your email in. You'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State checklist and my ebook Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. According to Ralph Waldo Emerson, the moment you make a decision, the universe will conspire to make it happen. The question is, how do you actually make a decision? How do you initiate that decision where it's a full-on decision, not just this is something I kind of want to do? How do you make a full-on decision? Because the definition of decision is that you cut off alternative options. You remove alternative paths. There's a great quote from Robert Brault. He says, we're kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to lesser goals. So it's not the obstacles between us and our goals that stops. It's that we have clear paths to lesser goals. And according to the expectancy theory of motivation, we really need a path. We need a path to going where we want to go. And often we take the clearest, easiest path simply because it's an easy path. It's a clear path. Whereas if you have a big goal, you might not have a clear path to getting there. You don't know how to get there. And so instead, you just opt for easier paths towards lesser goals. The true definition of decision is that you cut off alternative options, meaning you've removed all lesser goals. You've uncommitted to anything outside of what you really want. And in this video, I'm going to talk about how you can pass what I call the point of no return, how you can cross the point of no return where you go past that point of decision where there's no going back. Actually, during my PhD in organizational psychology, I studied this concept, point of no return. And how I did that was as I studied the difference between wannabe entrepreneurs and real entrepreneurs. Wannabe entrepreneurs being someone who actually said that they wish they were an entrepreneur, but they weren't, and an actual entrepreneur being someone who was running a company. And one of the things I asked them was, have you ever had a point of no return experience? And almost all, actually every single one of the actual entrepreneurs said, yes, I've had a point of no return. And they said they've had multiple. Whereas the people who were wannabes, basically all of them said, no, I've never had a point of no return. But some of them said they hope to have that experience one day in the future. And so then I asked the people who were actual entrepreneurs, well, what was your point of no return? What was the thing that led you to being in a position, not only situationally, but also mentally or psychologically, where you felt like you couldn't go back? You couldn't go back to how things used to be. You had to go forward. You had you put yourself in a position mentally, but also situationally where there was no going back. What was that point of no return experience that allowed you to go forward? And what was life like after you crossed that point? Those were questions I had back then. Because I actually wanted to pass my own point of no return. I was working as a graduate assistant in the first year of my PhD program. And I wanted to, as they say, burn the boats. I wanted to jump off the ship or I wanted to put myself in a situation where I could move forward and be focused and be committed 100% to my future self. And so that's what I want to know from the entrepreneurs. Almost always the point of no return experience had to do with a financial investment. It was financially investing themselves in their goal to be an entrepreneur, whether that be their business or something. And so whatever goal you have... 
the, a way to make the decision, a way to actually initiate the decision is to financially invest in that goal, whatever that looks like for you. So as an example, for me, one of the things I want to accomplish in the next year is running a 100 mile ultra marathon. And so obviously a few ways to invest in that would be sign up for the race. I've also signed myself up for a coach. I hired a coach, which I've never done in the past, which then he allows me to actually train effectively. He teaches me how to overcome obstacles. He teaches me how to heal injuries if I have them. He gives me my training plan. And there's a lot of research on this. As you become increasingly invested in something, you become increasingly committed. One of the concepts behind that is called toss bias, actually. If you, for example, go to the movies and you buy a movie ticket and then you invest a little time in it, you may watch the first 20 or 30 minutes and then you quickly realize it's a bad show. Chances are you might stay and finish it simply because you're invested. You might stay in a bad relationship because you've invested so much in it. You may stay in a bad job or a bad situation because of how invested you've gotten yourself. An investment isn't just money, but financial investment is a big way to increase commitment. And obviously you want to get yourself committed to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. You have a clear future self. You've got specific goals. And the point is, is that you want to get 100% committed to those goals. Dan Sullivan, the founder of Strategic Coach, actually has a formula he calls the four C's model. First, you start with committing 100% to whatever outcome you want. And then from commitment leads to courage. Because you've committed to a bigger future, which is above and beyond your current capability and your current confidence, you have to act courageously. You've got to jump outside your current persona, outside your current identity, outside your current safety zone you know, your current comfort zone. And courage is the willingness to try something that might not work. Courage is the process of learning. It's you seeking to become your future self. It's you trying to accomplish the goals that are above your current skills. It's you getting help, mentoring, guidance, and failing and learning your way forward. And then through the process of courage, you ultimately end up developing new capabilities. And those new capabilities give you enhanced confidence. That's his four C's. You commit 100%, which leads you to courageously pursuing and that courageous path leads you to ultimately developing higher levels of capability, which capability then leads to confidence. And then from there, with that new higher level of confidence, you can then commit to bigger and bigger goals and go back through the cycle over and over again. So the goal is, is that you get to the point of 100% commitment to your desired future self. The point or the goal is that you cross your point of no return where going back is not only no longer an option mentally, but it's also no longer an option situationally. You don't want to be in a situation where you can keep withdrawing. As that whole parable goes, you want to burn your boats so that you can't go back because when you can't go back, ultimately, you can only go forward. You're 100% committed. You've got that 100% commitment to move forward. And so you do that by financially investing and you can do it in small ways to start. You don't have to invest all your cash. You know, you don't have to put yourself in a horrible situation. You can start small and build confidence along the way. Just as an example, when I wanted to become a professional author, one of the things that I needed to do was buy a website. And at the time, I was a first-year graduate student, had no money, and the website benjaminhardy.com, which is my website, cost $800 to get that domain name. That was a huge investment to us at the time. It was scary, and my wife had to ask me, are you serious about this? Because, like, you've been saying you want to be a writer for a while, but is this something you're going to actually do? And I knew that making the investment is what actually would allow me to become committed. I'd never really invested myself in my goals. And that's something I would actually ask of you right now is how invested are you in your goals? Um, are you actually making the right types of investments? And so when I spent that 800 bucks, another investment I made was I paid for like a $197 online course that taught me how to blog. It taught me how to write headlines. It taught me all that stuff. And so I became increasingly invested. And through that, I, I then... My investments actually allowed me mentorships, opportunities, but it also increased my commitment majorly. 
And so that's really how you cross your point of no return is you put yourself in a situation where ultimately going back is no longer an option, especially mentally no longer an option. You're then forced by nature of your new situation to go forward. You feel compelled to go forward. Making a financial investment gets you emotionally committed, but it also taps into a concept called the principle of consistency. Because you've made that investment, you now feel like you need to make good on that investment. And so then you're going to start putting energy and effort towards that investment. And so the best types of investments are experiences, education, or learning and relationships, mentorships, um, training, coaches, teachers, getting the people who will help you get where you want to go. There's a lot of research that shows that ultimately there are better and worse ways of spending your money. Spending your money on stuff ultimately leads to what's called hedonic adaptation, where you buy something and then you quickly adapt to it and you get bored and you want something else. That's the hedonic treadmill. You're just trying to chase happiness or you're trying to chase the next dopamine buzz. That's not really a good way to spend your money. The best ways to spend your money are on experiences, on education, on relationships, and also on giving. Giving your money away is one of the, a, a powerful way to boost your happiness. But those types of investments will transform you as a person. There's actually a theory and motivation called the self-expansion model. And basically what the self-expansion model shows is that as people, we are very contextual, we're relational. Your potential as a person is based on the relationships you have with people. So if you were in a relationship, a powerful relationship with a billionaire, and they were really invested in you, your potential as a person would change your ability to achieve goals, and even the vision you have for yourself would change. And so ultimately, the relationships you have with people and the relationships you form shape your potential as a person. So if you start investing money in, in amazing mentorships and relationships, then your capacity as a person would change, but your commitment towards your goals would change. And ultimately, you'd cross that point of no return where going back was no longer an obstacle. So one of the questions that I asked, as I said, these entrepreneurs was, what happened once you passed that point of no return? Because it is a mental situation. It's where you become 100% committed. There's actually a quote from William Hutchinson Murray. He says, the moment that one gets fully committed, then providence moves too. All sorts of events come from the decision. You know, mentorship, you know, there's that whole quote that says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Well, once you become fully committed, you change your view of the world. You, you tap into what psychologists call selective attention because you only see what you're looking for. You only see what you're interested in, as William James said. There's so many things out in the world that you're just unaware of. You're blind to a lot of stuff out there. The things that you notice out in the world are the things you're interested in. The things you notice are the things you care about. And as William James said, your experience as a person is based on what you pay attention to. Well, one of the best ways to pay attention to something is to invest in it, to get committed in it. And then you start to see it everywhere. Then you start to see the books that will teach you how to get there. You start to see the mentors. You start to see the people who are where you want to go and you can learn from them. You start to find the right environments. You, start, you stop getting rid of the things that you don't want. That's why Ralph Waldo Emerson said, once you make a decision, the universe will conspire to make it happen. Is because once you make a decision, you'll start to see the world a certain way. You'll become blind to things that you used to pay attention to and you'll start to notice or pay attention to the things that will help you get there. Then you can start taking that and learning it. Here's what's also crazy about William James. <laughs> One of the things he said is, is that there's a big difference between geniuses and, and ordinary people. And the difference isn't genius's ability to focus. It's actually what they choose to focus on. We're all 100% focused on something. We're all paying 100% attention to something. Could be a distraction, but a lot of people's attention is always shifting, but they're always 100% focused on one thing, even though it may always be changing. But what what's the difference between geniuses and ordinary people is what they choose to focus on. Even Robert Kiyosaki said that intelligence is the ability to make finer distinctions. It's the ability to see things that other people don't see. 
And so you do that, you cross that point of no return by getting 100% committed. And once you do that, you start to see your goal everywhere. Even Kobe Bryant said once he decided what he really wanted, the whole world became his classroom because he could then use everything the world was giving him to advance towards his goal. Before he ultimately decided what he wanted, he couldn't use what the world was giving him. He didn't. He couldn't see the right mentors. He couldn't see the right education. He couldn't see the right books. Once you commit 100%, once you get past that point of no return, then you become bulletproof in a lot of ways because it's not about you achieving the goal right now. Actually, you approach it as expect everything attached to nothing. You, you're 100% committed. You're expecting everything, but you, you attach to nothing along the way. You become highly flexible. You become unmoved because you're now running your own path and you're committed to that path. You're, you feel that path. Your identity is connected to your future self and you're committed. And once your commitment really locks in, then your results start to change. As they say in the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, commitment is a statement of what is. You can know what you're committed to by the results you're getting. So once you invest, you become committed. Once you're committed, you will act courageously. You'll feel compelled to act towards your future self. Courage is an organic byproduct of true commitment. If you're not truly committed, then you're not going to act courageously. So in other words, if you're not acting courageously right now, it's because you're not committed. If you're not committed, it's because you're not invested. You haven't made the decision. And so your behavior is not powerfully driven towards your future self. You want to pass the point of no return. You want to put yourself in a position where it's hard to go back. This is why public commitment is so powerful. It's because when you publicly say you're going to do something, yeah, you can ultimately change your mind and say, I don't want to do that. But you'll feel compelled not to. Now, you want to use this in a powerful way, obviously. You want to publicly commit to things you really want. So you want to be intentional about this. But ultimately, the goal is to put yourself in a position where you're kind of forcing yourself forward. In psychology and in design thinking, that's called creating a forcing function. You want to put yourself in a position where you're forced in a lot of ways to go forward. That's why short deadlines are so powerful. That's why public commitment is so powerful. That's why financial investment is so powerful. Is because it acts as a forcing function where rather than withdrawing, you actually feel forced in a lot of ways to make good on that commitment and you then lead to courageous action towards your future self. So pass your point of no return. Get invested in your future self. Then train your selective attention to see what you want to see. And then as William Hutchinson Murray said, once you become committed, then providence moves to all sorts of things come your way to aid you in your decision. Resources, people, experiences, all sorts of unforeseen incidences will come that will help you get there. Mostly, it's just you courageously moving forward and seeing the world in a new way based on your commitment and then uncommitting to your lesser goals. You're kept from your goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to a lesser goal. Remove those lesser goals commit fully to the one you really want, make it a point of no return, become your future self. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one page future self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full future self course and other goodies such as my peak state checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times and my ebook Slipstream Time Hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies, and until next time, be your future self now. Talk to you soon.